What's up, world? It's Ryan, and this is the Bleach Daddy Podcast. Anyways, coming in here this Monday morning. Oh, it's a depressing Monday. Monday, December 11th. Carson Wentz. Done for season. Probably a chunk of next year, too. I mean, pretty late in the season here that he tore his ACL. It usually takes guys about a year, so he might start the season on the pup list. It's really upsetting to what was I considered a Super Bowl contender for sure. I thought they were one of the one of the handful of teams that had a real shot at winning the Super Bowl this year. You know, in the AFC, I pretty much only got the Pats and the Steelers. In the NFC, you know, there was a little bit more open, but the Eagles, the Vikings, you know, then you had a lot of other strong suitors, the Rams. The Falcons, you know, they could sneak in there. The Seahawks, can't can't count out Russ. He's like the modern-day Michael Jordan of NFL. Dude's crazy. Just one-man show, you know, doing the doing the damn thing and damn self. But, man, oh, it's a heartbreaker to lose Carson Wentz. You know, hopefully he's all right and he heals fine and, you know, he'll be able to continue a career. No Teddy Bridgewater-type stuff going on. Because Carson was truly, truly impressive. You know, that spin move rollout he does out of the pocket when it's collapsing. And then um, on that one play, he rolled to the right, I believe. And then he deked to the left and cut off like an outside linebacker or a DN there. Missed a tackle, stepped up, and then made like a, 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 bullet, a bullet throw for the first down. That's, that is... Carson Wentz right there. That's that's what he does, man. That symbolizes Carson Wentz to me. That's the picture-perfect thing of who he is, you know? I mean, that's his game. He's a playmaker back there, you know? He buys time in that pocket and makes some unbelievable throws. <clears throat> He's really awesome. So it's really depressing because I don't know what their Super Bowl chances are without him. But my boy Mike, he brought up a good good idea i like the idea i just don't see it happening you know but tony romo to the eagles that'd be awesome but it's gonna be cement shoes but i heard fans outside the stadium were calling him big dick nick and i could get behind that if uh if they start winning i think everyone should make that a thing to start yelling chanting big dick nick (laughs) in the stands and everything you know, their defense is really good. You know, the offense is designed really well, if you think about it, because we have a strong running game. And Jahi's got to start getting the rock more. He deserves to be the main ball carrier. He needs to learn that playbook or whatever is holding him back from dominating the snaps. You know, him and Clement are clearly their two best backs. You know, and then it's LeGarrette Blunt. LeGarrette Blunt, you know, he's... I don't want to count him out or whatever, but... He hasn't, he hasn't been getting it done as of lately, you know. But nothing to take away from LeGarrette Blunt. Big fan of his overall body of work and what he's been able to do. And also how he looked in the beginning of the season, you know, early on. He had some pretty, pretty nice runs. You know, pretty shifty for a big guy, you know. Not fast or whatever, but quick and agile. Big fan of his overall body of work. But, I mean, you look at the numbers yesterday. Ajayi had like six carries for like 50 yards or something at one point. So, you know what I mean? Keep giving him the rock. Dude, uh, dude's good at making people miss, and he's got a, you know, he's got a quicker burst or whatever. He runs hard, too. You know, big fan, and Clement, big, big fan of his. 
You know, he's got a real nice skill set. It looks like they found a player there, way better than Danielle Pumphrey. I hope they don't do anything stupid like next year because Pumphrey was like a third or fourth round pick and and get some stupid idea. I mean, Clement was clearly the better player in the preseason too. I mean, he was good back there. So, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess we got to get behind Nick Foles. I would love for Tony Romo to be the option. But he ain't going to give up that sweet seat that he's got at CBS. I mean, that's the next phase of his career. I know he he probably has a little bit of a little bit inside of him that wants to keep fighting and competing. But I don't know. I don't see it happening. I know he's got a wife. I think he's got kids. He He's not going to go to football now when he's got this easy going job right here keep the family happy he's making good money you know it's a, it's a sweet gig too for later on in his life so i really don't think he's giving that up but man i could fully get behind that more so than nick Foles. but you know what anything can happen i'm still gonna get behind it you never know i mean think about it the eagles could be playing like the minnesota vikings in the NFC Championship game. I know Case Keenum's been great this year, but it's still Case Keenum. So you got Case Keenum for uh, versus Nick Foles in the NFC Championship. Let's say that happens. I mean, got to like our chances of making the Super Bowl. You know, that's a scenario that could truly play out. And then if in the first round, if we got like, I don't know who would be the best team to face there. You know, that's where it gets iffy is those later on teams. I mean, you're talking about quarterbacks potentially like Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Though that's a far shot. You know, I know they're hyping that up on TV. You know, it can happen. But they need teams to lose. They need to, like, win out and have some luck fall on their side. They need guys to start dropping games. Which, I mean, I guess potentially... You got the Rams and the Seahawks. One of them's going to get a loss next week. Unless they end in a tie. But I don't see that happening. You know, I, I personally, I think the Seahawks got it. I mean, I think the Seahawks are the home team on the second game. And Russ is a baller, dude. A baller. I don't know what else to say about Russell Wilson. Besides, he's, he's elite. So you have that... But, I don't know, I'll pull for the Rams, though, because I'm out here in uh, Orange County, and, you know, I got I got a lot of friends and uh, family members and close loved ones that, that really like the Rams, so I'm going to root for the Rams next weekend. You know, I pull for them unless they're playing the Eagles, that's for sure, you know, and I just hope in the future I get a get to experience a lot more you know wins in golf games like in the playoffs and meaningful games you know has the potential to happen it could be a great rivalry who knows but that also depends on Carson Wentz's health I remember I read an article at the beginning of the season talking about how he takes too many hits and you know an injury is inevitable and I know he didn't get concussed or anything and I mean, I know he was out there just doing his damn thing. You know, he only knows how to play one way. But that's the factor that you have with these guys that take hits, man. You know, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt eventually, you know. He, you know, he's diving in for the end zone and 
had a touchdown except for a holding call or something or offsides. I don't know exactly what it was. Can't remember. But took that shot on the leg and got hurt. Tough son of a gun though, huh? Getting back in there, playing four snaps, throwing a touchdown pass. I mean, it's pretty legit. Big, big fan of Carson Wentz. I hope he, I'm wishing him a speedy and a well recovery. And, yeah, I mean, I, I got to admit, it's a little down, but like I said, that scenario can play out with the Vikings and the Eagles in the playoffs. I like the Eagles in that, especially if they're home, right? And then uh, maybe Matt Ryan would be the other quarterback I'd want to play. I would have to go, yeah, I guess I would go my dream competition I wouldn't mind playing. This is in weakest to strongest. I guess, like, maybe the Falcons. Falcons maybe last. Matt Ryan's pretty inconsistent. Last year he played out of his mind. He's reversing towards his average uh, statistics this year. More in line with his career average. So, that's a plus. So, that's why I wouldn't mind Matt Ryan. But then... Then, I don't know, it gets a little iffy, it gets tough. I guess, guess Case Keenum, you know. I mean, I know the Vikings been playing lights out. I know they took an L yesterday. Adam Thielen is out of his mind. Uh, I know these receivers are really, really good. But I know he's a little mobile, too. You know, him and Goff probably have, like, similar mobility. Maybe, uh, maybe Keenum's a little bit more athletic. But still Case Keenum, dude. Then I'd probably go golf. Yeah, I think that's who I'd go is golf. You know, there's three. I mean, if the Cowboys were able to sneak in too, I mean, Dak is down there below golf. I know Dak doesn't make too many mistakes and they have that killer run game. But I. I think the Eagles' defense is well-suited, and I don't think Dak's that great of a quarterback, you know? So, there's that. And then, you know, you got the two animals. I don't want to play the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you're going to give the... Let's just say that scenario plays out. And, yeah, their defense is sorry, and we could score points. Our defense is good, and Rodgers is going to score points. You mean you're going to doubt Rodgers on putting up, like, 30, 40 points against any team? I wouldn't. You know, same thing with Russ, dude. Russ was getting shut down all game in the fourth quarter. He just hits the magic switch. He's like, fuck this shit. Went into Russell Westbrook mode and just started taking over, man. That's what he does. He reminds me so much of uh, Jordan nowadays, so... I would not want to play the Seahawks again. And that's not even recency bias with the loss. It's just that Russ is the man. I mean, it's not even it's not even like garbage time. He gets the team in it. Like, they're competing, you know? It's not a... Russ ain't an easy out. So, I mean, that's pretty much the NFC playoff picture. And then you got Carolina, you got Cam. But I heard a nickname for Cam called Scam Newton. Now, I've been back and forth on being a Cam Newton guy and not being a Cam Newton guy, but I thought that was hilarious, Cam Newton. And um, 
I think the Eagles could handle the Panthers. I think they could shut them down. I mean, I know Cam is a Cam is a beast. I know when he gets in that MJ Russell Westbrook mode, he's tough to stop. But but I don't know. They don't have enough. They don't. He's not as big of a threat as Russell Wilson because you can still get to Cam. Cam's just big, you know. I mean, Cam's athletic and fast. He got the moves, but. His moves are more in line with, he's more athletic than Wentz, but that's like the type of athletic skill set he has, you know? He could buy time, step up like that if he wanted to, but he likes to, he likes to pull it down and run, and then he's big, but he's not, he's not out there like Russ making like 40, 50 yard scampers backwards and then throwing a 100 yard touchdown pass. The guy is nuts. He's like a video game player. He's, you know what Russell Wilson is? Russell Wilson is 2004 Madden with Mike Vick on the cover. I think that was the year, you know? <clears throat> That's what he is. And everybody had to be Mike Vick and how you play with Mike Vick. There's guys that couldn't do it and there was guys that could. The guys that could, that could that's Russell Wilson. Imagine how you wore with them sticks, man, making the magic happen. That's that's Russell Wilson. He's a video game player. Unbelievable. All right. Well, that's my rant for NFL. And crypto. Oh, man. I took an L, man. And it hurt so bad. It's not like an L per se. It's still an L. But, man, I made the right decision, you know? And it just didn't work out problem was is should have had my fees set higher on monocoin i swapped out monocoin for litecoin using shapeshift on the konomi platform uh, wednesday night thursday night at the time mona was roughly 19 bucks 18 bucks floating in that range 18 to 19 dollars and uh litecoin was like 99 98 97 floating in that range right underneath right underneath 100 bucks and then uh if you follow crypto at all you know it's the wild wild west out there it gets it gets crazy well not improve that more than litecoin shooting up like damn near 80 percent reached highs of in the 180s 190s thing was crazy couldn't believe it really tilting because my transaction never got approved for that swap it's just stuck in stuck in escrow per se just locked in only only one approval so i'm contacting shapeshift i'm trying to get this thing reversed so i'll end up with mona, mona coin again and mona is uh when i checked this morning it was right around 13 bucks so that's a bummer but if i can hold on to the mona and then get out again when it's roughly in that 19 range, you know, I can, I can feel good. I can hang my hat on that. You know, I don't know if I'm going to get an 80% return this go around. But what I've been doing, what enabled me to be in position to make that happen, what let me in the position is when I store, when I store money on Konomi, I, I'm, I'm essentially day trading with it. I go to Shapeshift. I go to Changely. You know, I monitor the coins that I could store there in Konomi. And then um, I just try to swap them back and forth with a bunch of different different things. And what I end up doing is focusing on, like, 
two or three. I look at the ones that are... Alright, I look at a couple things in coins. I look at the quick risers, but also the quick fallers. The ones that are like up 20%, down 20, up 20, down 10, up 10, down 5, up 5, down 20, up 20, you know? Patterns like that. I look to identify patterns. That's That's the pattern that Mona was doing. And so I'd jump in when I thought it bottom out and I was swapping back and forth between Litecoin. The exchange rates were really, really good. I think it was like four bucks to go from Litecoin to uh to Mona. But it was like ten cent I, I, I would make like I'd make like forty cents, fifty cents going from Mona to Light. So you know, I mean, you're talking, you're talking about roughly, I, it was like two to five bucks, something, all said and done with the plus minuses. They were varying between that, you know? Well, then I think what led to the, so I was doing that, and then Litecoin, Litecoin I was using more or less as a stabilizer, to tell you the truth. Like, uh, if I was going to bed at night, I would, I would take it out of Mona and put it in a Litecoin, you know? I would do that, unless, unless Mona was at the right time thing is though i mean that shit can happen quick if you're talking like a two hour span boom up 20 time to sell you know so i was looking at that and i was using litecoin as a stabilizer because the exchange rates were really really good using shapeshift and man i think i i think i got greedy this is what led to everything not working i got greedy and i lowered the wallet rates a little bit you know to try to minimize that exchange rate and uh Stupid, stupid. You know, that decision right there, though the thought process and everything else was correct, that was wrong. Especially in uh, times of congestion or when you're noticing those things, you know, don't give yourself too much credit. More and more people are entering this space. There's thousands and thousands of smart people, all right? As the numbers get up on this stuff and people and the users are in the billions or whatever... You know, it's going to get a whole lot harder. Everything is going to stabilize. There's other smart people, though, that are catching on to these same exact patterns that you're catching on. Don't think you're a unicorn and you're the only one in the world doing this. There's lots and lots of people doing it. People smarter than you, you know? And so, knowing that is, if you're, if you're managing something like that and doing something like that, you do want the higher, the higher reward to increase the fees, the minor fees and everything because you you need that transaction to go through. Like I said, I was losing like two to five bucks on the back and forth trading and hindsight, that was nothing. And what, uh, what was what was I trying to do? You know what I mean? What, lose a dollar? You lose a dollar fifty? Like we're talking dollars when we're talking something shot up 80%. When, something, when you're getting 20% returns, when you're getting 80% returns, you know, let's be honest, the four or five bucks, shit, it could be up to ten bucks. It's not a big thing, you know? It's not a big deal. Not when you're talking large returns. You gotta, you gotta weigh the risk and reward properly. That's something I failed at with Bitcoin. Well, not Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies per se. That's something that I failed at this weekend, which the thought process behind doing everything was correct, so... You know, that just gives me more strength to know I need to trust the process, believe in these patterns that I pick up and how I'm doing it, and I'm doing it right. And if I'm patient and play the game properly, 
I put myself in a position to reap those type of rewards and benefits. No different than DFS and daily fantasy sports. You gotta know when to take your shots. No, I was good at that with DFS, you know. But I have found my best way to see a positive ROI over uh, a lengthy time span. And, you know, you hear people talk about it all the time. But, dude, it's the magic sauce. And I know it's really hard to to want to play this way. You know, especially for those those guys that got big baller dreams, you know. But guess what? You can't buy big baller brand shoes with big baller dreams. You need more than that. You need skills. All right? And the skills come in the daily grind. And the daily grind is heads ups, head ups, and 50-50s. Me, personally, I like the single-entry 50-50s. It's a whole lot easier for me to create a dummy lineup into five contests. Oh, I know DK on the computer, they got that thing, like, you enter a head-to-head, and it's like, oh, you want to enter 20 more? Yeah, you know, you could do that. I have no problem with that. I actually, that's become my new thing to do instead of mass-entering GPPs. Because mass-entering GPPs... It works when your player pool is right. I mean, you could go completely and total random if you want to. And, oh, I'm going to create 20 lineups. Or, oh, I'm going to create 150, depending on your entry limit. That's only going to get you so far. I mean, uh, enough said. I mean, sometimes you're going to hit. Sometimes you're going to lose. And uh, if you want to take out the volatility, it's 50-50s. It's double-ups. It's head-to-heads. You know, which is essentially a 50-50 contest, honestly. But it's those things. I I mostly just roll my bankroll out and double ups. And then if I'm really feeling it, I'll click on the head-to-head if I got some money to burn. Sometimes I get that degenerate flowing through me, especially with this NBA DFS. I don't know what it does to me, but it makes me just want to click the button and go ham. Enter every contest, win 50 grand, you know, win six figures buy a speedboat <laughs> I don't know but you know how it goes I honestly you know you make some stupid purchases if you want 100k I, I want to buy a speedboat because I'd have nowhere to store it but besides taking care of necessities you know I'd take care of a bunch of essential essential needs I'd have some blow money I mean you know that fuck it money I'd be I'd, I'd break the wife off with some fucking money. Shit. We both have fun. Love my wife. Want her to be happy. Y'all know the saying. Happy wife, happy life. Live that. You know? So. Yeah. But, um. You know, that's it. On that, uh. I'm gonna be playing some DFS tonight. I've been posting pics on, on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at. At Bleach Daddy. B-L-2-E-C-H-D-A-D-D-Y all one word posted a picture you know handing out some dfs tips and just you know just explaining my process because i'm a true believer in processes art and so you got to trust the process behind everything and it gets really gets really tough too that's why when i was talking about the error that i made in crypto i know to now keep the fees keep the mining fees high on the generous side when you need your transactions to go through if I'm just going wallet to wallet and the other wallet is mine, sure, set them low. You don't care if it take a week to go through. You just plan on holding that money anyway. So, no big deal. But if you're trading it or buying or using it for purchasing power or investment, I don't, I don't know. Whatever you do with it, you know? You want that shit to go through quick. 
You want it to hold its value. That's, uh, I mean, that's the strength in the game there. On, uh, on the DFS, yeah, I've been posting pictures and tips recently on, uh, on Instagram talking about DFS and the process and stuff and just some pics. And I got guys shooting me, asking me for lineups or, yo, I'm going to use that lineup. Like, yo, you stupid. You ain't going to use that. That's, I told them, I emailed them. I, I was just looking out for them. No, I should have let them dumb fucks play that shit. But, you know, <laughs> they, they would just be hating on me, calling me a fraud or phony. But really, it's behind the process. Like, I'm not worried what you think about me or my DFS skills. I'm just telling you how I play to make my money, you know? I want to I wanna withdraw every month. I want to have money in every month. You know, that's what I like doing with DFS. I don't like depositing money into DFS. Do not like that. Do not like that. Hate that. Hate it. Hate it. It makes me feel sick inside. You know, I like taking money out of DFS. That makes me really happy, you know? I'm really competitive with that shit. So they're asking me for those lineups. I'm like, those, that's my dummy lines. Those are my lines just to lock in lineups. Don't play those. Don't play those. Unless you like losing. If you like losing, go for it. Play those. You know, I know I post picks sometimes to just like value guys. You want to play that lineup in a 50-50 or a head-to-head? -head, sign me up. All right? Take me on. I will play that. <laughs> you know? I'll play my dummy line. You know, I know sometimes I don't beat my dummy line. But... 90% of the time, I don't know the exact numbers, but I'm being serious. Maybe 99% of the time, I beat my dummy line. You know, that's how I'm able to profit. So, there's that on a, on a DFS game tip. As I'm recording this podcast, I'm just walking around the local park. I've probably done like two, three miles. I was walking it this morning. It's like, you know what? I haven't recorded a pod in a while. I should just fucking get on this shit and do it. So here I am, walking and recording. I'm just bullshitting, kicking kicking rocks here. Well, I'm about to pull up some DFS stuff. And give you a quick rundown. Today, December, Monday, 11th. Sixth game, NBA slate. Let's see what this is. Let's see the magic here. Just bear with me. I'm doing all this on my phone, by the way. Nope, don't want that model. I want that bleach daddy. Alright, here we go. Alright, we'll look at point guard. The obvious names jump off the table. The two highest rated players in my model are Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook as of now. Uh, reminder, just a quick FYI. With NBA, the news breaks, it shakes, everything goes downhill real quick. Alright, so I'm doing this here. It's 1018 my time. Lock time's 4 p.m. At 3 p.m., you can find out a guy sitting. And all of a sudden, you have much, much better place. You know? You can find out a bench player sitting, and a starter is going to, instead of seeing 30 minutes, see 40 tonight. And it's time to jump on them. You know? So, this is all early. I don't know how the day is going to break out. But these are things i got to consider. Here we are. We got Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook popping on my model. Looking crazy, crazy good. Head and shoulders above everybody. Chris Paul's the highest rated. Uh, the value play here that's jumping off the sheet, there's two of them. Um, I don't know how to say his name, but my boy on the Clippers, Milos, Teal is sick. I don't know how that is. 
You know, I know he's returning from injury. I know that I was riding him when he was cheap early in the season. He paid off maybe one time for me. This is kind of depressing to me to learn this news right here. Because I've been on that Austin Rivers, Lou Williams shit. Lou Williams, I think, is safe. I don't know what this does to Austin. But Austin's been playing killer, man. You know, hit a big shot on Saturday. Along with Lou. Lou, whew. Lou's fire, bro. So... But David Nwaba, he's the value play. Probably like David uh, more than Milos. I don't, I don't know what type of minute restriction he's going to have. All right, this of course is on DK. We pop over to shooting guard. Of course, you know you have the option of Chris Paul there. Trevor Ariza showing up. James Harden's popping. Again, you got Milo, who's who's a uh, point guard eligible as well. You got players like Tyree Clay, Andre Roberson, Chris Dunn, who's also point guard eligible. I don't know. It's not really loving any of these guys besides Chris Paul. Everyone else, maybe I'd go value here. Maybe the David Nwaba. You know? Ooh, small forward. Loaded. And these guys are power forward eligible. Gallo. I love Gallo. I think Gallo's one of those opportunity guys. He's going to start getting more opportunity. He's healthy now. He's going to become the focal point. Which, you know, I guess that kind of hurts Lou Williams in a way. But Gallo, really, really a big fan. I think Gallo's safe. I still think Lou's safe. I think they're, I think they're like one and two. Oh, shit. App just closed. Let me pull it back up. We got Durant. KD's been killing it since the Steph injury. I like paying up for KD here, especially in cash games. Probably a cash game lock for me. Power forward. You got Boogeyman. You got Draymond. Popping. You know, uh, the two cheaper guys. I mean, of course, you got Gallo. There's uh, Markinen. He's at 5,200. I like Gallo way more at that price. Gallo's 53. You got Jacob Polittle. <laughs> 3700 I've been riding with him. He actually made my dummy lineup, you know, but that's something you got to monitor. It's not a play I feel great about, you know, but I really like Gallo there. Center, you got Boogie and Draymond again. Oh, Clint Capella and D12 pop in. D12, you know, I'll have to check the injury situation, but he's been killing it. But I actually listened to that Lakers game on the radio, you know, because I live out here. I was working and driving. That's what I do. I drive, deliver things. You know, so I was listening to the game, and Johnny O'Brien seemed to be pretty active, too. Now, I'm pulling him up right now. Let me see his game logs. He had 25 fantasy points uh, against the Lakers there. Now, the night before against the Bulls, he ended up with 4.25. But 25, I mean, we're talking a guy, what is he, 3K? Yeah, he's 3K. He's 3K. If all those other guys are injured, now, what he had going for him is it was a back-to-back and, you know, I mean, the big bodies that they had were D12 and Marvin Williams. You know, not your spring chickens. You know, this guy's been around the NBA for a little bit. So, Johnny O'Brien, you know, he was a benefit of that. I don't know if that holds up tonight, but that's something I'm going to be looking into. You know, Myers Leonard made my dummy lineup. I'll have to look at this uh, Portland-Golden State matchup a little bit more because... They kind of have an influx of guys that they like to roster. I usually like to roster um, 
Oh, my man, how come I can't think of his name over here? Do it on the Blazers, not Noah Vonley. Ed Davis, there we go. Ed Davis, I like him. He, he's he been capable of hitting ceiling games a ton. Now, ceiling's low. I mean, you're talking 20-plus fantasy points is what you're looking for from him. But he's oh, he's expensive. He's 4200 I don't know that I like that. That's just like trying to get crazy and be contrarian. You know, but I don't like to be stupid contrarian. I like to I like to play smart. I like intelligent DFS. You know, I get mad when I lose to those unintelligent lines. I did something unintelligent yesterday. Um and my cash line I ended up with two NFL cash lines. Alex Smith was just head and shoulders above every quarterback option on my model. So I had a tough time fading him. Gut told me Jimmy G for cash, and uh, I should have listened to my gut. You know, I, w- I was able to work out a much nicer cash line. So I did play ca- uh, two cash lines yesterday. I played uh, my Alex Smith line and then my Jimmy G line. My Jimmy G line cashed everywhere, tournaments included. And then uh, my um, Alex Smith line, it, it, it cashed in some 50-50s. On the, whole, on the whole, I think I lost money on that line down money but i was up on the jimmy g line so that made my day turn out salvageable i mean i walked away in the plus side but could have been a lot more if i just stuck with my gut and just ran out the jimmy g line so that's that i don't don't know what else to talk about nothing right now i'll try to do one of these later on this week maybe next week we'll see i think this is how i'm going to start doing it all right thanks guys for listening remember Show me a follow on Instagram if you like this, at Bleach Daddy, BL2Es, one word. And then same thing, Twitter, same handle. All right, take care, guys. Peace.